Testing. If you can press the play on the music. I completely missed a portion of the worship service, and I forgot, yeah, I missed a corporate prayer. And since I consider it a very important part of our worship, I just humbly ask if we can do that now, pray as a church together. Afterward, uh, Doug, you can come up and give the scriptural reading after prayer. So let's all kneel before the Lord our God.
We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father, for the giving of Jesus Christ, by whose blood we have access to your throne of glory. And with a heart that has been cleansed by that very blood, we can approach boldly and make our petitions known. And so, Lord Jesus, we claim you as our only plea. We claim your righteousness because we have none to give. We claim, Lord, your life because we do not have life. Give it to us now through the powering of the Holy Spirit so that we may pray to you from the heart. We need you, Lord. We need you to sustain us, to remind us, to instruct us, and to empower us. But in all this, to impart yourself to our hearts, that we too may live as you live and think as you think, to feel what you feel, and to be concerned with what you're concerned with. Keep us in harmony with one another, and let us be responsive to the calling that you have called each and every one of us who have called upon your name, and that is to go and to tell others of the great things that the Lord our God has done. Keep us, Lord, in an attitude of prayer, for the evil one is very active in this day and that he desires all our souls to perdition. Keep us safe, but keep us holy. And keep us of sound mind and heart, and keep us abiding in you. In your name I pray, amen. Our scripture today is found in Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Sabbath, everybody. Hello? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I do. You probably got a mute. So uh, my name is Raymond Cha. Uh, as you can see in the program, I would like to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I was originally born in the country of Myanmar. And then because of the uh, Civil War, uh, me and my family, we moved to Thailand refugee camp. And then later we uh, came to the United States uh, about 16 years ago. And but uh, while uh, me and my family, we moved to Thailand uh, because of the religion conflict in my family. Uh, we started attending church two days a week on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then during that time, I was about uh, 10 years old. So um, um, I, was, I also experienced bullying in my family, uh, well, through my, with my brother and with friends as well. There's a lot of things uh, that uh, I experienced experience trauma. And to make this story short, uh, I was also treated differently uh, by my father. That broke my heart quite a bit. So what happened was that uh, later when I came to US, I went through high school, but as soon as I finished high school, I get to make my own decision. You don't get to tell me what to do, and that's exactly what I did. Uh, I went to uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha, and I studied music, uh, specifically in percussion performance. 
I thought that was so cool. I thought that was a dream. Uh, but uh, pursuing music, music was actually uh, a way to escape my stress, anxiety, depression since high school. So I practiced really hard. And uh, I, I uh, won some uh, awards in the state level, actually. A few awards were actually first place in the state. But anyhow, so I attended. I uh, went to music school, and then during that time, uh, a lot of things went downhill. It was actually the environment. Uh, I did not like it. Uh, there were times where professor would curse at me, yell, scream uh, in, the, in the whole ensemble. It seems like that's a norm. It's a normal thing, and uh, I didn't take well. It brings back the memories of my uh, past. So two and a half years into the school, and then uh, I was super depressed, pretty much gave up on life, and I struggled that for a while, but during depression, I picked up photography and videography, but that's how the, the Lord lead me to him, interestingly. Uh, I was practicing six days a week, and on Sabbath, I do come to church, but I was uh, more than half asleep. Uh, my mom, she would say, you know, people are going to think that uh, you are a drug addict, because I was sleeping in church, and I looked super tired. I always look tired. And after Sabbath service, guess what I do? I go to school, and I practice more. I didn't really care about God, but uh, in percussion studio, we work really hard. Uh, we wanted to be the best of the best. So during winter break, when people are taking break, we don't take break. During Thanksgiving, we don't take break. In summer, we don't have classes, but we still meet up anyway. Uh, so you can see sort of like the picture of what I was going through. But the Lord led me through a friend. One day he asked, uh, hey, would you like to attend a youth convention, a youth camp? He invited me. At that point, I didn't really know my friends in church, even the youths my age. I didn't know them. So, but I went anyway. Uh, the Lord slowly pulled me to uh, be closer to him through photography. I was asked to help with the uh, photography and then later videos. And then later I end up running the PA system, audio video. Uh, so that's how the Lord pulled me. And um, uh, about two years ago, I went to AFCO. Graduated from there, went back and served at my local church, and now I'm standing before you today. I never thought and I never planned that I would be doing his work. I would be preaching, uh, sharing. It was never on my mind, but the Lord is very good. Um, I want to paint a little picture for you. Uh, imagine, well, it's the truth, so uh, a friend of mine from Canada she said, uh, hey, Raymond, we would like to have you at this camp and you know, help us run the uh, audiovisual for us. Uh, now, oh, so I'm Karen. Uh, this is my traditional clothes. Uh, I'm currently studying at Weimar. Forgot to tell you about that. I'm in a health program right now. And they have an international Sabbath. That's why I accidentally uh, <laughs> wore this one to, to your guys' church. <laughs> I meant to change it, but I was in a hurry. I totally forgot. Uh, but <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, I'm from Burma. Like I said, my ethnicity is called Karen. It's called Karen. So, so there's a, a few SDA families that are spread throughout the Canada. It's very, very small, but they're so uh, sporadic. Right? She said, we're going to have this camp. It's... Uh, it's the second one that they're going to have. The first one that they have, it was several years ago. And now they're trying to pull the families together, the family that are in faith, the Christian, but specifically the Adventists. She said, hey, could you come? Uh, I said, yeah, sure. She said, I've told these, these people that I want you to come, but I've never, they didn't tell me. So it's like, all right, well, I'm willing to come. And this is probably about, 10 days before the event stopped, okay? 10 days. Now, imagine I have to book a flight ticket, right? Or some sort of a transportation, but then it was also at the time where uh, COVID uh, restriction was still uh, very strong, very prominent in uh, Canada. If you're not vaccinated, you cannot enter. And uh, 
I was still not vaccinated at that point. So I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the, today, the sermon title for today is Trust in the Lord with All Your Heart. And the scripture, as we have heard, is that it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So before we continue into the sermon, let's bow our head and pray. Dear God, thank you so much uh, for Sabbath. Thank you for beautiful day, beautiful weather. Thank you for this beautiful church and the congregation. Thank you for this privilege to come here and uh, share your words. Lord, you know that I do not have the message. I'm just a tool for you. You are the one who has the message. So I like to ask, Lord, that you will remove my heart of stones, give me a new heart of flesh, and put your spirit in me as you have promised, and cause me to preach your words. And please also prepare the heart of the listeners, the hearers, to receive your message as well. And Lord, I ask that you will speak through me. And may every word that come out of your, uh, my mouth will be your words. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So trust. Trust. What is trust? Uh, according to education page uh, 253, it says, Faith is trusting God, believing that he loves us and knows what is uh, for our good. Then another question comes up. How do we learn to trust? In the book of Reflecting uh, Christ, page 349, it says, Through trial, God leads his children to trust. In other words, uh, in other world, ye shall have tribulation, Christ says, but in me ye shall have peace. It is through much tribulation that we are to enter the kingdom of God. And then if we keep reading uh, in page 349, it says, we brought, uh, when brought into trial, we are not to fret and worry. We should not rebel or worry about ourselves um, out of the hand of Christ, we are to humble the soul before God. Oh, it, is, it is normal in Christian life that uh, we gain trust and then we, lose, we also lose trust uh, sometimes. Have you experienced that before? Right? Sometimes we feel like we're so close to God. Oh, my God is so good to me. My God has been great. He did this to me. He, has, he did that for me. And then suddenly you run into a situation and you go, whoa, where is my God? I don't know about you, but I have uh, anxiety issues. So sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking exactly or what's going on in, uh, in my mind exactly or the thoughts. But I can feel it here. Literally, I feel sick in the stomach. Have you been through that situation before? Yeah? Right? Right? Some of you can relate to that. So, but the purpose, right here, we can see that the purpose uh, of trials is for us to grow. It is uh, to mold us. It is for us uh, to get closer to him. Uh, do you guys know a song called God is Good? God is Good. It says, may, may your battles keep you near the cross. Uh, may your struggles shows that you need God. May your uh, battles and the way they should. Uh, may your bad days prove that God is good. It's easy to sing, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes. It's hard. And in the Bible, in the Bible, uh, I would like to share a situation. So about two weeks ago, I attended uh, Amen Conference. Any, anybody know Amen Conference? Yeah? Adventist uh, Medical and E uh, Evangelist Network. Thank you. My English is a bit slow. Excuse me. So I attended that. But before, before we went to the event, uh, there were about a total of uh, seven students and uh, one staff from a New Start at Weimar. And as we were packing the van the night before, uh, we packed the van the night before, but then on the day, more people showed up to pack. So we were loading and loading. And a friend of mine asked me, hey, Raymond, uh, do you have an iron 
I'm like, yeah, I do. Do you think you can bring it with you? I said, yes, I can. And then after she finished asking me, she turned to another friend and said, hey, do you have the iron? Uh, they're like, I, I don't. And then she keep going one person after another. How does that make me feel? I just said, I have an iron. I said, it's portable. You can actually uh, use the steamer too. Now, the reason why she doesn't trust me is because she doesn't know me, right? She doesn't, I'm a guy. I don't think most guys would carry an iron, right? <laughs> right? I can, I can share another story later about the hairdryer too. But anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, she doesn't know me of how I have this iron, right? I live in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where I live. But when I came to Wima, why would I bring an iron with me, right? Uh, and later I did find out that uh, there's an iron in the dorm, praise the Lord. Uh, but anyhow, to give you a little uh, story behind why I have a portable iron that is so small, it's like that big, literally, that's it, that's it. Uh, it's because I used to have a dream, it's called Prius Kempa, to travel around the U.S. Uh, I wanted to explore the nature, also visit different churches, and I can give you more details about that later, but it's all right. But because she doesn't know me, she doesn't trust me, and she keeps going to different people and asking for the iron, I'll be honest with you, it didn't make me feel good. It's like, I have the iron, but even if I take it there, I'm not going to let you know, and I'm not going to let you use it, <laughs> right? Right? I, I feel uh, sort of like offended, offended. You know, it's similar when it comes to uh, trusting the Lord as well, right? We go through trials, we go through temptations, we go through perplexity, and we're like, God, help me, help me, help me. But then, Lord, I'm not sure if I can trust you. You know, I got I to gotta try my own way. I got to do things my own way. This is why James chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. Please turn with me to James chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. This is what it says. Um, let's see. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who give to all liberally without reproach. And it will be given to him. Praise the Lord. When we go to God, God is like, my son, my daughter, my child, I got you. I got you. Do you need wisdom? Do you need something? What do you need? I got you. That is the God that we worship. And he's the God that doesn't go, oh, we have a mate. Do you remember what you did yesterday? You didn't really trust me. You know, you went somewhere, you go there, right? Right? Or, or anybody, right? He doesn't go through our past record before uh, to, to give us something. He's the God that is willing to give liberally, liberally, freely, meaning without reproach. But if we continue to verse 6, it says, but let him ask in faith. That's right, faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And verse 7, it says, For let no man that suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. From the Lord. So when we come to God, we also need to have faith. We come to God often, but also, Lord, let me take my own action. I have to do this. I cannot foresee the future. If I don't do this, I think it's going to go bad. I don't think it will turn out well. That's oftentimes, that's our thought. And I like to share, um, uh, let's go to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17. Let's look at the example in the Bible. What does a perfect example of faith look like? Daniel chapter 3, Verse 17, this is what it says. Um, so to, to show you the picture, to summarize this a little bit for you, so there was the king Nebuchadnezzar, and he made a huge statue made out of gold, right? And everybody was gathered, 
they gather around, and they're supposed to worship. And what was going to happen if they do not bow down? They were going to be placed in the fiery furnace. That's right. In, in other words, a death decree. There's this life or death situation. You follow the rules or you are dead. And now, this is, this is what they reply to uh, the king in verse 17. If that's the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from the hand Oh, king, they're, they're so respectful to the king, but they're also respectful to the God. There's two kings, the king, the heavenly king, excuse me, and the earthly king. But which one comes first? The heavenly king. They prioritize the heavenly king before the earthly king. And verse 18, it says, If it not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, no, we will worship the gold image which you have set up. So that's exactly what happened. They were faithful to God, and they trust God. They, they believe, they trust that no matter what happened, first thing first, we believe that our God can deliver us from your hand, O king, in a respectful way. But even if our God does not deliver from this fire, we will still worship him. We will still be faithful to him. So what do we see right here? We see, um, uh, my question is, excuse me. So what's the benefit, benefit of uh, trusting in the Lord? If we go to verse 25, we can see that uh, the king seeing them, three Hebrews walking in the midst of the fire, but not just that, not just that. They also see God's presence. The three plus one. They see that. So when we have trust in God, people see that in the midst of the perplexity, they're calm. They're not freaking out. Number two, they see God's presence with them. And now the benefit of trusting in the Lord. Verse 27 to 28 uh, they, they become the great testimony for God. The king and the, uh, the uh, wise men, all the other wise men, and not just that, all the people around them, what they saw was that the fire didn't harm their body or the head. Or not just that, actually, they couldn't even smell the fire on the clothes. Has anyone uh, gone to uh, camping before? I'm sure. Lots of you, right? And at night... We like to make fire, right? Maybe some, uh, what do you call it? You take some marshmallow, s'mores, s'mores. They're good, right? You take some biscuits, chocolate, marshmallow, right? A big one, that's really big. Maybe too big, <laughs> right? And, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I love the smell of fire. It smells really nice. So the last time when I went camping in Colorado, we made a fireplace, and there was, there was a seat. And my jacket was uh, kind of wet because it rained. So I, I left my jacket hanging on the seat. And so is my backpack, too, near the fire. And, and when I came back two or three weeks later, do you know what I do? I take my backpack. <sighs> that smells so good. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> That's just me, okay? And... and you can still smell the fire two to three weeks later. In fact, I think a month later, I went to a Florida a youth camp there, and I was sharing the same thing about the fire, the smell of the fire. But notice what, is, what it says right here. It says that they couldn't even smell the fire. That's what happened. They were in the fire. That's the uh, perplexity. That's the tribulation. That's the trial. That's like whatever the problem that you're going through. But in the midst of the fire, they're not going, Lord Jesus, help me! Right? No, they were calm. They were walking. They weren't running around. Now, I like to go back to the story that I started with. So there I was, 10 days before the event in Canada, Ontario, Canada, Ottawa. 
and what do I do, right? Do I book a flight ticket or do I just not go, right? At first, I was told that uh, the transportation, the flight ticket will be uh, provided. But later, they said, they cut down the amount. And then later, I was told, you don't need to go. We will not provide for the, tra uh, the flight ticket. It's like, whoa, OK. Uh, and then they said, but we'll provide a vehicle. So all right, so cool. And maybe uh, find other youths too. So I contacted some of my youths and youths uh, from uh, neighbor states to see if they would like to go. None of them wanted to go. So it seems like it was going to be all by myself, going to driving all the way to east coast of Canada, probably about 30 hours drive minimum, minimum, right? And guess what happened at the last minute? They said, sorry, uh, no vehicle for you. All right. And then, and then um, I was also not vaccinated. So what do I do? What do I do? But about, during that time, the sister in Canada called me. Hey, Raymond, last night I had a dream. And in the dream, you arrived to Canada safely, and you were actually part of the event. You were leading out in the event. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. But she said, not just that. My sister also had a dream, a similar dream, the same exact night, that you arrived to Canada safely, and you were part of the uh, event. You were leading out part of the event. I was like, whoa. The question becomes, Lord, is that a sign, right? And then so I was going through my own perplexity. I was in the fire in Omaha. She also her, her, uh, had her own perplexities, right? She was about to lose her job as an interpreter. And we're just praying for each other. We're like, okay, every time we call, we, we say, let's pray. Let's pray. And we're claiming the Bible promises. One of the promises that we like to claim is also in the book of James, chapter 2. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Starting at chapter 1, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And we're just claiming Bible promises one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And, of course, are we worried? Yes, we will worry indeed. But we go to the Word of God, we go to prayer, and we claim His promises. That's what we did. So then, at one point, I decided, okay, Lord, I'm going to move forward in faith. So I booked a flight ticket because it was at the last moment, uh, at the last minute, it cost over $1,000. And then, so there was. But then I still need to get a COVID-19 uh, negative test. To get the vaccine, uh, it would take a bit long, I believe that's what happened, uh, to schedule an appointment. I call different places. But just the day before uh, departure from Omaha, I was able to find a place to test uh, for uh, COVID. And, and not only I got tested, and I did not have to pay $170. It was free. It was completely free at the last minute. That's how God worked. And, and so it was time for me to leave. And... On the morning, in the morning, I went to the airport. I was thinking, okay, I can check in on my phone, and then I'll just go through, right, TSA, get on the flight, and be done. No. I found out that I was not able to check in on my phone because I did not, uh, I was not able to uh, complete, it's called arrive can, because uh, I was not vaccinated. And I found out as my brother was taking me to the airport, Whoa, what do I do? So then I went to the airport and I checked in. Well, I, I was about to check in at, at the United Airlines, and there was this gentleman. He said, Where are you going? I said, I'm going to Canada. And he said, Let me help you. Do, do you have the itinerary? I said, Yes, I do. So I took out my phone and I said, Right here. He said, No, you need, a, you need it on a piece of paper. I'm like, The itinerary is right there. What do you need on a piece of paper? I did not tell him that. But I got upset. It made me upset. It's literally right there. And he will not accept it. 
So then, well, that's fine if that's what he says, and that's fine. So I just took a step back. Do you know what I did? I prayed to God. I actually thank him because according to James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Dear brethren, count it all joy in various trials. So I'm like, step back. God, I thank you for this man right here who's giving me attitude. Who doesn't uh, <laughs> take my itinerary even though I literally have it on my phone, right? And then a few minutes later, guess what he did? He said, come, you come. And then he, t- he looked at my phone. He started punching in the numbers and everything. And then he gave me the ticket. Oh, praise the Lord. So I got the ticket. And, and the flight is going to leave in like 30 minutes. <laughs> So, so I ran upstairs, and then I see TSA line. It's like, whoa, it's a bit long today. So then, <laughs> so then I prayed, and there were two lines. I went to the line uh, to the left side, and then I prayed again. Lord, I'm not sure if I can make it. But regardless, I just wanted to say thank you for this wait time. You know, I have to wait. It's okay, God. I just want to thank you for this experience. I stopped praying, and after I finished praying, you know what happened? The line that I was standing in, the one on the left, it went faster. I was like, whoa, thank you, God. And then I scanned my passport, beep, and then I walked in. And as soon as I got to the other side, I was the last person to board. I literally scanned my uh, passport again and got, uh, well, the boarding pass and got on the plane. That was so smooth, so smooth, right? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on thy own understanding, right? But it doesn't end there, right? I still need to get to Canada. So (laughs) uh, there I was from Omaha to Chicago, made it to Chicago. But at the United Airlines in Omaha, they only give me one ticket, one, uno. So then I was like, oh, now I have to go to arrive camp, and I need to request for the, uh, the airline tickets. And on the app, I cannot even finish the application because of my situation. And this is what happened. I'm looking for a rife can. I'm walking around the airport. And then I saw the rife can, uh, excuse me, Air Canada. And I saw Air Canada. As soon as I walk up there, there was a gentleman. He said, you must be Mr. Jaw. I said, yes. Uh, so we actually have uh, new tickets for you, new flight tickets for you. Your first flight was supposed to be uh, delayed by eight hours, and your new flight will depart in about one hour. I didn't have to do any rebooking. Yeah? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was like, whoa. And then he asked me a few info, and then he gave me two two flight tickets. So that's from uh, the one from Chicago to Ontario, and then from there to uh, one more place. So... So then, oh, I, I was so happy. I do something, this thing called, uh, well, vlogging. Uh, instead of uh, writing down my testimonies and what I go through, because I have a memory loss, I record videos. That way I can see myself. I also get to see my facial expression if I wanted to look, look at later. So I was walking to the gates, and I was recording how happy I was, you know, what God has done for me. And there I was. Now, uh, I got on the airplane, the plane departed. Oh, by the way, Air Canada, your planes are super nice. They're extra clean, extra comfortable. Uh, their uh, media station, I think that's what they call It's also bigger, too, and brighter, too, if you're into media. But anyhow, anyhow, I sat there, and then a few hours later, uh, I've crossed into the border of uh, Canada. I can see it on the map. And... Uh, 30 minutes before we landed, the flight attendant announced, I'm paraphrasing. I, so they speak in uh, French and then English. They said something like, as you know, in order for you to enter Canada, you have to be fully vaccinated. Right? I was calm, but now my heart was pounding. And I don't know what to do. But the only thing that I knew what to do was pray to God. So I just calmed down a bit. I said, Lord, you have shown the signs. You've given dreams to the two sisters in, uh, you know, in Canada. 
You fled along the way, one after another. Oh, by the way, at every process, I'm calling the sister in Canada. I'm calling my mom, too. They're praying for me. I'm praying for them. And my mom is praying for me, too, every step along the way. So at that point, as soon as I finish praying, I reach into my backpack, and there's a devotional book uh, by Amazing Facts. It's called Amazing Facts Change Lives. I think that's what it's called. And then I opened the book, and it landed on a scripture, on a page about uh, Joseph Bates meeting with uh, Anne. I forgot her last name. And the scripture talks about uh, your sons and daughter will prophesy, and the young man shall dream dreams, right? I'm paraphrasing. So I was like, whoa. And then I read, I read through the, uh, the devotion on that page, and it talks about Joseph Bates. As an evangelist, he had a dream. And in that dream, uh, the whole room was filled, except one seat in the back. And and also had the same exact dream, that uh, the whole room was filled, and she will walk in and sit on that seat. So that's what happened. And then after I read that devotional, I calmed down. Whoa. That's like, I needed the answer, and God is like, here's the proof, right? But I still need to trust him and step out in faith, right? So then I landed in Canada, uh, the airport, and I have to go through the custom. And I'm at the top, I'm looking down, there's a lot of people, a lot of people. So then I go to the officer number one, they ask, what are you doing here? Why are you here? How long are you staying? Are you vaccinated? Those four questions. I said, well, this, this, this. Are you vaccinated? No. They said, go to officer number two. How long are you staying? I said, seven days. And why are you here? To visit a friend, right? And then, are you vaccinated? I said, no. And then I go to the third officer. I said, no. And then after I uh, finished speaking to the, uh, the third officer, they said, go to immigration section number two. So then I go there, and I line up. And it took about 30 minutes. I was worried that the flight would depart. Right? I would miss my flight. So I waited, 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 and then it was my turn, one-on-one. This time it was one-on-one. And <clears throat> the officer said, so uh, why are you here? I'm here, uh, I said, to visit a friend. And then how long are you staying? I said, seven days. And then he asked me, um, are you vaccinated? I said, no, sir, but I do have a proof that I'm tested COVID-19 negative. And I take it out. He said, I don't care. And then he says, why do you think you can enter Canada without vaccination? I did not have answer. I did not have answer. But God is working. We do not know it, right? We lean on our own understanding. We do not know it. But God is working. He said, do you have arrive can completed? I said, yeah, partially. He said, show me. I took out my phone, opened the app. I show it to him. He looked at it, and he typed some things on his computer. This is what he says. You know, because you're not vaccinated, technically you can't even enter Canada, even for seven days. The quarantine is at least 10 days. 10 days quarantine. But since it's busy today, I'm going to let you go. Grab your bags and go to the back of the plane. Just like that. And I look up. I said, God, is that you? The heart is still doubting a little bit, right? You can see that. But, man, man, that's how God does. And God works in ways that we do not understand. I have a quote to share with you. This is, this is, this is what it says. Um, Desire of Ages, page 330. Okay, are you listening? Here we go. John got this. Worry is blind and cannot discern the future. But Jesus sees the end from the beginning. In every difficulty, he has his way prepared to bring relief. Our Heavenly Father has a thousand ways to provide for us, of which we know nothing. Those who accept the one principle of making the service and honor of God supreme 
will find perplexity vanish and a plain path before their feet. Isn't that wonderful? Right? So instead of worrying, right? Instead of worrying about what we're going to do, what will happen, we should be going to God and we should be trusting God and we should be holding on to the word of the Lord. I want to share one more thing. Uh, a few days ago, me and John right here uh, were in the same class and uh, we're in health program. And <clears throat> we have a class called Personal Evangelism, which is taught by Dr. Shin. And because of what I went through in BA, uh, with depression, stress, and anxieties, my college experience was actually the worst in my life. I grew up a loving school, but then in college, I disliked school. I started skipping school, actually, for the first time in college. That's, that's what happened. So anyhow, and uh, my academic performance were in music classes. I, I did pretty good. But when it's come to reading, writing, general education, I set it all aside. So uh, I wasn't into reading. Growing up, I didn't really like reading either. So and um, anyhow, so with personal uh, evangelism class, I was pretty behind with reading assignments. And I was called into an office. Hey, uh, you should uh, let your uh, professor know uh, if he can allow you to make up the work, right? The reading, reading assignments. And then I said, okay, I'll text him. So I texted him. It was Wednesday. That was the last day to uh, switch from credit to audit. And guess what the professor responded? He said, let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> but that day was the day that's supposed to switch from credit to audit. And I said, I pray to God. I said, God, I'm going to have faith in you. Whatever that will happen, will happen. But was I struggling here? Oh, you bet I was. Because what I was told is that if you fail the class, we will not accept you. Right? Now, that's, that's important because just recently, after coming back from the Amen conference, the Lord has impressed me uh, to become a medical missionary in a specific way. In a spe specific way. That means uh, going back to school and continuing school at Weimar. At least, that's the, the thing that the Lord has brought me to Weimar. I didn't want to come to Weimar, by the way. That'll be another story. But anyhow, anyhow, my professor said, let's talk tomorrow. What am I supposed to do? I said, okay. And the next day, we're in class. We had a quiz. And then, and then this is what he said. We'll extend the, I'll extend the deadline for you guys. <sighs> Do you know what I was doing? I was smiling. I can't help but smile, right? If it is God's plan, he will make a way. He will lead the way. We do not have to worry. We do not have to worry. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, how about you? How are you doing with your spiritual life? Trusting God, all right? If it's your desire that you want to trust God more, not just when things are going smooth, but even when you're feeling sick in the stomach, right? right? And when, you're, when, you're, uh, when your thoughts are overflowing, overthinking, and you can't control it. If that's your desire, I would like to ask you to bow with me. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> thank you for your message, and thank you for using me to deliver uh, the spiritual food, food that is needed uh, for all of us. That includes me too. The message, it was simple. I didn't have the message. It was your message. I praise you uh, for what you have uh, given to us. And Lord, uh, you uh, allow us to go through trials and tribulations. That's because you love us and you want us to grow each and every day, to trust you more and more and more. We have a tendency that we go to you, ask for help, but then we don't fully trust you. But your word says, let him ask in faith. 
That's what we need. So, Lord, today, please give us the faith of Jesus and teach us to trust in you in every situation and help us to realize and remind us again and again that you see the end from the beginning. And, Lord, instead of worrying, instead of uh, stressing out, going through anxiety, depression, whatever it may be, I would like to ask that you will give us the experience of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the perplexity, we may be just walking around calmly in the fire. And in fact, not just walking by ourselves, uh, to walk with you. And that in our life, in our daily life, people may see you, your presence with us, just like in the book of Daniel. I also ask that people, uh, uh, that uh, we will be your testimony, powerful testimony for you through uh, because we trust you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give all the glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand and open your hymnals to number 515.